listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about how long you read for, like in a session, <laughs> like in a, like one one session. Like, is it better to read for hours at a time? A little small, small bursts, a little sprint, a little sp- you might say. A reading sprint? Yeah, a reading sprint. What's better? But first, what are you reading, Bria? I am reading... Um, I'm listening to a book that will check off one of the reading glasses mm-hmm. challenge items, uh, which is One for All. It's a retelling of the Three Musketeers. It is written by Lily Lanoff, and it's narrated by Mara Wilson. Oh, hey! How exciting, isn't That's it? exciting. And um, basically, it's about a young girl uh, who lives in a town... I guess in France. I actually, everyone's talking in French with little, saying little French words. I don't. Everyone's eating baguettes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of croissant (laughs) action. Her father was a musketeer and she is kind of known for having um, a, she has an illness. She, that is kind of an unexplained illness Mm -hmm. for the time where she's like a person who's, she's dizzy all the time. She's kind of known as the town sick girl. And then I'm not giving anything away, but the, her father's is brutally murdered at the beginning. And she shipped off to this like school for girls And it turns out the school for girls is not really a school, like, to make you into, like, a lady. It's a school to uh, teach you other things having to do with musketeers, which is... I want to go to that school. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm not giving any away. That's all in the description. Um, But it's very fun. It's a great uh, listen. I've Mm. been enjoying enjoying the listen. Uh, What are you reading, Mallory? I am reading a book that was recommended to us, I think, on Twitter, Hmm. because after our very specific wheelhouse item episode, I was tweeting about how much I love talking bear books, and somebody, I apologize if I don't remember who you are, because it's Twitter, uh, someone was like, what about a book about a girl possessed by a bear? And I was like, that definitely doesn't count, but I'm intrigued. (laughs) So I got the book from the library. It's called A Skin Full of Shadows by Frances Harding, and it's a it's a book that came out only a few years ago, but it's a historical, paranormal historical fiction YA. A lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things. And it's about this young girl um, it, during the um, first English Civil War. So I think it's the 1600s, and um, she's not an orphan, but her, like, her and her mom are kind of homeless, and they're living with relatives. And she has this weird ability that she doesn't quite understand yet where, like, ghosts can kind of go into her brain. And her mom, this is not a spoiler, her mom ends up dying and she ends up uh, getting reclaimed and finding out that she's been part of this like weird, very, very rich, influential family. And she goes to live at this big house, this big spooky house, and she finds out where her powers come from. And yes, she does end up becoming possessed by a bear, which is very interesting, who's just named Bear. Uh, But it's really cool. If you like, uh, I'm only halfway through it, but if you like um, like historical fiction, ghosts and spooky things you like a plucky orphan mm-hmm. you're into a plucky young lady who doesn't who isn't who, everyone loves a plucky orphan uh it's a, it's a lot of fun so far uh so that's a wait oh oh wait whoa wait we're some, folks special day special day sean we're here in here. person sean's here we're in person sean's here sean what are you reading sean is being coerced into this by the way <laughs> <laughs> um i'm reading uh the gunslinger the first in the dark tower series um, by Stephen King, and honestly, not loving it. Wow. <laughs> First bad review on Reading Glasses comes for Sean. <laughs> That's on brand for me, I guess. Uh, I'm so I am surprised you're reading this. Normally, you like books by like that people read in cafes with little hats on. 
Uh, yeah, I've, I'm trying to dig into some Stephen King, and I thought this might be my entry point. I thought, oh, it's a good series, but no. Um, I'm not going to dump <laughs> I'm the so book. I'm so sorry, Stephen King. I'm nearly through it, <laughs> but uh, I think it will be... I don't think much is going to change for me in the final few pages here. Wow. Um, well, no, Chan does not like slinging guns. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, mine is A Skin Full of Shadows by Frances Harding. And mine is One for All by Lily Lanoff, narrated by Mara Wilson. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Bria, wow. <laughs> we got a lot of feedback about visual Ooh, novels. Y'all have some opinions about the Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. Gotta say... My Instagram DMs, which I don't look at very often, but those blew up. And, yep. That's um, the number one thing we've been emailed about in the past, wow. uh, past week All right. or so. So listen, let me begin by saying I apologize. I Okay. So <laughs> if you listen to the visual novel episode, I was like, oh, I did this dating one, but then it had, I did Doki Doki Literature Club. I uh-huh. saw I played. Played slash read. Um, and I was like, it was really cute. These girls all had a crush on me. Um, and then at the end, there's this dark ending, which I think I can go ahead and spoil, but uh, it goes really dark. Basically, in the version I read, fast forward if you don't want to know, but um, a, one of the girls who had a crush on me kills herself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's so weird. And then it looked like the gl- game kind of glitched. And my computer's a little bit older, and I was like, well, I guess I, the game just glitched, and that's the end of the game. Which... I want to point out here, everybody, a lot of people email them. It's like, oh, well, you have to play through multiple endings. And I don't think that okay. people should blame you for not knowing that. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> because then you're like, if you're like, I went back and I was like, oh, let me load the game again. And none of your game, you can't load the game again. You can't load anything saved. Oh. Um, and you just have to start over. And I was like, weird. Uh, and then it kind of like reads weird. Like there's like problems on the screen. I'm giving a lot of spoilers. So you only need to fast forward if you're planning on playing this game. Um and then you play, but this time the girl who um, committed suicide in the first one, in the first round, she isn't even there in the second one. You start at the beginning, but then it kind of like glitches out and it's like, oh, there's my friend. And then it starts over and it's like, no, I'm walking to school alone. And, and then it gets weirder and weirder and it becomes a horror game. Okay. Yeah, it's- everyone, I mean, we got, a, if, if, if it was real life mail, it would be a sack of mail. <laughs> Of people who are like, Bree has to play again. It's a horror game. But I don't, I, I do want to say, I don't think you should have been expected no, to know and that. and actually, I don't say every person who wrote me was really nice. And they were like, we see why Some I of the people who wrote happened. me were not oh, nice read, about it. <laughs> but they were like, I see how this happened. Like, if you don't play a lot of these games, which I didn't. I don't. I don't play a lot of these mm-hmm. games or read these visual novels. So, like, how the fuck was I supposed to know? It's just to keep playing. Like, I'm not going to read a book again, like, immediately. Exactly. And expect something and different. And also, you know? I do want to also point out that we were... Playing these games, we weren't playing, we did not play through all of the games. We just wanted to play them a little bit to see if they, yeah. to be able to, to talk about whether or not, this is not a video game review show. We're talking about whether or not <laughs> if they, they count as reading or not. And we, we both said yes. So we, yeah. c- I feel like we completed our research as much as we I, needed 100%. to for the, the show. The people were just like, they were like, I miscategorized it where it is more of a horror game as opposed to a dating game. But I'm going to say this first third. It's a dating game. Yeah. Because it, it goes pretty quick after that. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not, you know, you, you play, 
multiple more rounds and it does get pretty fun and it's and it does get really weird and i think i was I, i'll i'll post more photos of what it looks like because it does get a little bit wild mm-hmm. as you go on well um, why don't don't post photos because maybe we should have a watch mallory and bria play the doki doki literature club on twitch stretch goal yes this year for master maximum fund Drive. yeah that is something we talked about because I think Mallory, if you and I played this, you would get a real kick out of it. I think we should. I think we should make it a stretch goal. Uh, yeah, I, it would. It would make you laugh a lot, and then you would be really shocked by what happens. So it, it is. It is. It ended up being fun. I will say though, can I just say this? If it was just the dating one, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Like, so I'm not. Don't like. Don't diss the dating part. It was fun. <laughs> Those girls loved me. I wrote some great poetry. You got to <laughs> eat cupcakes. I ate some cupcakes. I fed a girl chocolate. Guess what? I got to feed her chocolate again the second round. So, <laughs> I just, all of it was here for me. But yes, thank you all for your feedback. Although we, yeah, we got a lot of feedback about the games we chose. Some people were. It's it's so interesting. This always happens. We got a lot of emails that were really excited about the games we chose, and then we also got a lot of emails who were from people who were really unhappy about mm, the games that we chose. As it turns chose. out, gaming and books are subjective. Extremely subjective. Yeah. Uh, but again, folks, the goal was not to review a ton of visual novels. The goal was to decide whether or not people could count them as reading if they wanted to. And our answer was yes. Maybe we will play more of them in the future. Again, maybe we will play some of them. Um, for the maximum fun drive, but please, you don't need to send any more angry, mean emails at me. <laughs> we, you don't we need it. to. We got it. We, we got it. We, Bria kept playing. I went through it. Okay, I went. Okay, I played. I spent many more hours playing, doing more poetry, trying to convince Monica to date me, <laughs> even though you're not allowed to date Monica. I don't know why. Right. I mean, <laughs> ultimately, the game was a failure you, because you, didn't you couldn't date Monica. <laughs> you didn't want to date her in the first place, but I didn't know that. So, folks, we. We did our best. Mm. We're not video game reviewers. We are writers and readers. <laughs> um, and we stand by. Uh, after all of this, I still stand by. You can count this stuff as reading if you want to. Totally agree. Uh, quick bookmark for me. Um, uh, I, about many years ago, I wrote a movie that I'm in uh, called Madeline's. And it is coming out on April 1st. And it is a fun little sci-fi movie we shot in my backyard. So if you want to see that movie... Uh, you you want to see 3,000 Brias. And there's like, yeah, the whole thing is there's many, many versions of me. Uh, it's available to rent on April 1st, coming up. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Check that out. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about the best amount of time to read for, we're going to take a quick break. So... You've probably heard about microdosing. You might not know what it is. If you search around on the internet a bit, you'll find all sorts of people are are microdosing, but it's not to see pink elephants or just wear tie-dye. A lot of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. I know a lot of writers and artists and musicians who microdose. Uh, and again, we're talking microdose here. We're, this is not going off into another dimension. It's just people who are trying to... Uh, get some creative inspiration, or maybe sleep a little better. Uh, As you might have noticed, our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level, that's the big thing here, folks, entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing is more associated with wellness or performance enhancement or creativity. Like Mallory said, we know a lot of artists who are microdosing, but also people who are just trying to feel better, and they're microdosing. This is something that can really help you if you experience pain or anxiety. Anxiety, if you need help with your working out or in recovery. 
can also give you a little creative boost, mm-hmm. which is great. We all need a creative boost once in a while. And so the cool thing is microdose is available nationwide. And to learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdose.com and use code GLASSES to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. That's pretty big, folks. Microdose.com, code GLASSES, free shipping, 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com and code GLASSES. Glasses. Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears. This week, we're ticking off another box in the 2022 Reading Glasses Challenge, Get a Reading Streak of 10 Minutes a Day for a Week Straight. What is the ideal amount of time to read for? Is it better to read for hours at a time, or is it fine to only read for a few minutes at a time? Bria, what is your ideal amount of reading time? I mean, I'm going to say what I do, which is like 20 or 30 minutes before bed. That's about all I do. If I do that... I feel like, okay, good, I got some reading in. And I also feel like I'm going to go to sleep at a, a good time. And also, like, I, I don't know. That feels like a good amount where, like, mm-hmm. I got some reading in today. I, I'm i I'm on track to get this book read by mm-hmm. the time I have to do my podcast next week. Um, <laughs> or whatever. Um, but also, I do love digging into a book when I have time, like, on a Friday night or something and getting, like, a full hour in. Mm-hmm. I will say, if I start to get beyond that, I never have time to do beyond that. Quite yeah. frankly, unless I'm on a plane. But even then, <laughs> I feel like I end up having to do work or something. But um, I will say, like, beyond that, I also tend to get a little distracted. Like, I'll start to be like, oh, what was I going to, what am I eating for dinner? You know, like, I just, like, <laughs> think about other things if I read for more than, like, an hour at a time. I just feel like my attention span, I just don't have it. What about you? What about you? What's your ideal reading time? <laughs> The entire day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but on an average day, like on my birthday or like on vacation, I'm like, all right, I'm waking up and I'm reading this entire book. And yeah, great. Today, fun. that's like the best day of my life. Yeah. Uh, but my goal is to usually read for two to four hours every night after work. Um, wow. On the weekends, that's usually way more. But okay, that sounds like a lot, but I'm also usually doing something else while I'm reading. Mm. Like there'll be a hockey game on or Jeremy will be watching a movie or I'll be like checking my phone. So it's not you can like check your phone and read at the same time. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll like look at my phone for five minutes, read for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, look yeah, at my yeah. phone. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I, I'm very it's very easy. One of my superpowers is that I can fall back into a book very easily. Mm. So it's very easy for me to read while something else is happening. And mm-hmm. I know that that's not something a lot of people can do. Um, so I try to shoot for, even though two to four hours sounds like a lot, it's probably more like one to two hours of actually reading. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's called task switching because we used to oh. call it multitasking, but there's no such thing. Your brain actually can't do more than one thing at a time. Task you, switching. So you're literally, every time 
you're picking up your your brain is like now I'm looking at the phone now I'm at the book like you're you're tasked so there's a flipping. little person inside my brain yeah. at a like switchboard a switch yeah flip uh-huh. the reading and switch. it is uh the one thing that exhausts your brain the most oh huh which I think I mean people present that as bad sometimes I'm like maybe I want my brain to be exhausted yeah so I have anxiety so like <laughs> I, my brain is like a dog I need to take to the dog park like yeah, let's go. this sounds great to me mm-hmm. um well, actually, more than more than hours, though, I do try to shoot for like 100 pages a day. Mm. I have no idea where that co- number comes from. It just feels right to me. Maybe it's like because it's like a third of a book and I try to read a couple books a week. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot more pages than I ever think about a day. Well, but you use your e-reader, so you, you might be reading about that and you might not even realize it. No, because I'm only reading really 20 minutes at night is like about mm. how much I get in every yeah 20 minutes a night for about that's about all i i have time for so definitely not 100 pages i can't read that fast oh well you also watch more stuff than me i think yeah also <laughs> y'all i got a lot of projects <laughs> i don't have to explain this but i got a lot of things i'm task switching <laughs> yeah, a- i'm they have the task switcher <laughs> Bria is a little goblin at the <laughs> at the switch trying to choose uh, trying to choose between all the activities uh so studies vary on the ideal amount of reading time i did i did some research in this um some say as little as six minutes a day and some say as much as 30 minutes now we know some people have really busy lives and sometimes it's tough to carve out the time and 10 minutes is all you can get. Bria, is that actually, is, is it okay to just oh, read 10 minutes I, a day? You get so much read in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can read a, a chapter usually, especially, look, I love getting up. I, I will say the other time I read is in the mornings. I'll like, while I'm having breakfast and I can get, I can read a nonfiction book in little five, 10 minute chunks over mm-hmm. the course of a few weeks. If you just, I mean, maybe a little bit longer than a few weeks, but, but yeah, you can get a lot done in 10 minutes, I think. So the average person reads between 200 and 250 words per minute. So... Let's say 225 mm-hmm. words per minute. That's half a page to a page, depending on the book. So let's say one page. So the average person who reads a page a minute, 10 minutes a day, that's 10 pages. How long is a novel? 300 but, yeah, pages let's say 300. or something. So that means you read a book a month if you read 10 minutes a day. That, that See, it fucking adds up. It's not yeah. about, I always think about this, you know, with steps. Like mm-hmm. go around the block once and it's like you do that three times a day. You yeah. walked like kind of a lot, you yeah. know, and like same with the book. Like I think things can really, really add up. Yeah, 12 books. I mean, one a book a month, 12 books a year. That's fine. Dude, that's, that's more great. That's more than the average amount of person reads. Way more than the average amount of person reads. The average person reads like up less than a book a year. Yeah. Imagine just reading less than a book. <laughs> you're like, you read a half a book. <laughs> half a book, you're like, almost yeah. done. I'm almost done. done. I'll read the next, I'll read the other half next year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so I, I think it's really important to note we're not talking about how much you need to read to reap the like mental or biological benefits of reading. We've actually done an episode on that, uh, which we can link to in the show notes. For this episode, we're actually talking about we're focusing on how long you need to read for as it affects you as a reader. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about like, oh, how much do you read a day to like sharpen your brain? Mm -hmm. How much do you read a day to stave off effects of aging? Whatever that's, we don't care about science in this episode. Mm -hmm. We've done that episode before. We're talking- We do care about science. We do care about science, (laughs) actually quite a bit. But we're talking about as it pertains to your personal reading life. So Bria, do you think the amount of time you read for matters? Yeah, and this is where we started thinking about this because I was texting with you about this that I think- if I can read more than a few minutes at a time, I retain the information a lot mm-hmm. better. Like if I can just sit there and read a few chapters or something, I actually find I enjoy the book more. Yes. Because I reading these chunks helps me to to 
remember the information and remember who everyone is. So I'm not coming back and being like, what is this again? Who's this character? You know, like where if you read only like a page or two a day, then you're like, what is happening? Um, yeah. But if I'm able to read, I actually like do find I enjoy it more mm -hmm. like that, which I think is important for me. I don't think everyone feels the same way, but for me, that really bigger chunks are helpful, which I think is why your favorite thing to do is like on your birthday to go oh, yeah. and like just read a book. Cause you're Swallow like, I, a book you hole find, like a lizard. And I find I have better memories of those book, like not better memories of what's happening, fonder member memories. Yes. Like where I'm like, Oh, I, I loved that book. I spent a whole day just reading. And mm -hmm. it was like this, like, like enjoyable experience because I think the amount of time I spent, the, the short amount of time that I read it in. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I do think, I think, you know, the reason we put this, the reading streak on this challenge this year is I think the consistency is more important for people. Um, for me personally, I do find it's easier to, to, to stay engaged with my book and with reading in general, if I'm reading every day rather than mm -hmm. like reading a whole book, but once a week, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I find it's easier to get back into a book if I'm reading regularly in consistency. It's like a muscle I'm working out, which yeah. probably literally is with your eye muscles. Yeah. Um, I'd way rather read for 10 minutes a day than only once a week, but for like an hour, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I'd have a much harder time. I, there's something about, I mean, it's anything like with a habit, you know, you, it's just easier if you find yourself doing it every single day. Yeah. And you're returning to those same characters in that same story. So your brain is remembering it. It doesn't have to remember it for as long. If you haven't picked up that book in two weeks, then it yeah. is gonna, just going to be harder to remember. So I think that like little bit of day, little bit of reading a day helps. So it seems like we're saying there's a sweet spot between yeah. like, if you're reading maybe that's why we put 10 minutes yeah. on here, because if you're only, you're reading like two, three minutes a day, Probably not quite enough, but if you are, you know, most people don't have 24 hours in a day to read. What a dream. Um, so Give up sleep. Stop sleeping, eating, <laughs> doing anything else. Just become a bookworm. So there is, there's a sweet spot. And I think for most people on an average day who have jobs and families and whatever, I would say 10 to 30 minutes a day seems like the perfect. And that's why we, we put 10 because that feels doable for most people. Yeah. I think, especially if like before you go to bed or just when you wake up, those like magical little moments where like you don't have to quite do anything yet. Yeah. Or or like in your car, you arrive somewhere 10 minutes early, like Mallory, and then you just read <laughs> for 10 minutes, you know, waiting for waiting to go to work or wherever you're going. Yeah, it's actually not a bad idea. Uh, so I really think for folks, we one of the biggest things we get people emailing us about is I'm having a hard time getting back into reading. Uh, so I think if you're having having a tough time with that, don't put so much pressure on yourself to read for hours and hours. Try just a chapter a day, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, whatever you can do. And just, but just make sure you do it every single day. So you're exercising that muscle. You're staying engaged with this world and this book and these characters, but you're not, it just feel, anytime you want to start a new habit, if you're like, all right, I'm going to start working out and I've never worked out before I'm going to work out for four hours a day. You're going to do it fucking once and then you'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's the, like easing into these things are, is the easiest way to do it for mm -hmm. sure. So you can send your thoughts to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. Before we answer a reader question, we're going to take a quick break. Reading glasses is sponsored in part this week by native. Every native product is thoughtfully formatted with minimal ingredients to keep you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. Native deodorant checks a lot of boxes. It's got 24-hour protection, check. Naturally derived ingredients, check. A smooth, residue-free application, check. And over 10 cents 
to choose from. I actually use Native Deodorant. I used it before they sponsored us, so I was really excited. The one that I use a lot is the coconut vanilla or coconut and vanilla one. Um, apparently, it's a fan favorite. I did not know that I was choosing the most popular scent. Yeah, and they also have lavender rose, cucumber mint, or unscented, which is what I usually go with. Mm -hmm. I love an unscented deodorant. I don't want any scent. No scent. Don't mix in the scents. And I, but I, I find that it really is unscented, and it's great. I do love a scent, and I love native scents because it's not like weird, unidentifiable floral. It's yeah. like stuff that smells like real stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And Native has partnered with Baked by Melissa uh, to give us a collection of scents inspired by Baked by Melissa's delicious cupcake creations, including tie-dyed vanilla cupcake, mint cookie cupcake, and ginger lemonade cupcake. It's going to make your day a little bit sweeter. And I have to say... I would choose these over unscented. <laughs> if you, if I given a choice, I'm gonna go cupcake smell <laughs> and then nothing smell, and that and they provide both. Uh, and I, I will say, unprovoked, uh, they did not ask me to say this. I also use native bar soap and native toothpaste, which I really, really like because it's. Um, the toothpaste is great. It's not too sweet. It's not, it's very, it's like full of natural ingredients and same with the soap. I have really sensitive skin. Um, so sometimes, um, I have a hard time with soaps, but these are just fantastic. And I also use coconut and vanilla. I just want to smell like coconut and vanilla. Uh, so you can smell and feel fresh all day long with native. You can get 20% off your first order by going to nativedo.com slash glasses or use promo code glasses at checkout. There's a link in the show notes, folks. So that's nativedeo.com slash glasses or use promo code glasses at checkout for 20% off your first order. Glasses. Glasses. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark uh -oh. aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it <laughs> period Now let's answer a bookish question from one of our listeners. Sam writes in, for 2022, I'm actually going the other way and trying to not set a Goodreads challenge for myself. I've had 100 plus books a year as my goal for the past few years, but for whatever reason, this December, I was still only at 90 something books finished. I panicked at the idea of failing this voluntary and arbitrary challenge <laughs> against myself and crammed the remaining books in. I confess I even cheated by reading the last few graphic novels after midnight on January 1, I had to spend New Year's Eve at home again anyway. <laughs> I realized that the specter of that number had been hanging over me all year, and I was frequently picking up a book, only thinking how quickly I could finish it and move on. This is so relatable. Mm -hmm. uh, so this year, my goal is to not do the Goodreads challenge. I still want to log what I read, but I don't need that little barometer telling me how many books I'm behind or ahead. So I'll just find some other way to keep a record of them, and hopefully this will let me savor books again without feeling stressed or guilty. My reader question, do you all ever reread a chunk of an old favorite book, like a chapter or the ending or just a really good part? I was doing that a lot last year, and it was really nice and comforting. Bria, do you do this? 
Well, listeners might remember, I'm not a big rereader. We had a reread thing on our challenge a couple years ago, didn't we? Yeah, we had to reread a book. Yeah, and I will reread things for work sometimes, or if I'm trying to find something really specific I want to remember. But this is one of the very few drawbacks to library use, where it makes it harder to reread because... I don't have the book anymore. (laughs) A lot of books that I consider my favorite books, those live at the library. They do not live at my house. (laughs) Um, uh, So, no, I don't do it very often. I will say the one thing I do reread, um, the one genre of books are comic books. I was going to say, you reread graphic novels. Yeah, and I do collect those, and I pick them back up from time to time to be like, oh, I haven't thought about, you know, whatever in a long time. Um, like Saga or whatever. I've been thinking about rereading those because they're not releasing new mm-hmm. ones. But no, I don't do a lot of rereading. Uh, but I know you do. You love a comfort read. I love a comfort read. It's like putting on a favorite pair of socks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll reread my favorite parts a lot. Um, I find myself doing this the most when I'm sad or if I'm like going through th- something and mm-hmm. I need comfort or I know like there's a part in a book that I love where a character is getting some advice that I feel like I could use right now. Um, or when a character is going through something similar to what I'm going through, um, I also just find it, you know, very comforting. I do this with the historic material books. Everyone knows I'm obsessed with the Golden Compass series. Mm-hmm. Bryn Greenwood books are great for this. Um, one of my favorites that I've talked about so much is The Girl Who Slept With God by Val Berlinski. Um, and yes, sometimes I'll reread parts of Priest Daddy because they make me laugh really hard. <laughs> I love doing this. Uh, it, I will say it took me a little while to be able to do it because it does feel weird to like... It's weird. It feels like putting on a movie and just fast forwarding to a part you like and then turning it off. Your brain's kind of like, well, what about the rest of it? But yeah. once I got over that hump, um, I love it. Sometimes, you know, if and do uh, you outline? I mean, highlight or is no? That, I just know where it is. And there's actually one particular part in the first Golden Compass book that I've reread multiple times, but it's only like a chapter. It's sure. and it's a middle grade book, so it's like five or six pages or something. But if I'm having a hard time, I'm like, man, I need some advice from York Burnison, my favorite bear <laughs> character ever, and I'll. It's like going to visit a friend. I love doing this. Um, So if you want us to solve your reader problem or answer your reader question or tell us what book you like to reread or what scene you like to reread, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Time to answer a recommendation request. This is a special one this week from our friend Carrie Poppy over at Ono, Ross, and Carrie. And Carrie Carrie writes in, My friend Jude is just the funniest, sweetest person you ever met and very into stories. She's a stand-up comedian and teaches stand-up at USC, too, and and a terrific storyteller. She does not read much, partly because she has mild dyslexia, but mostly because books just don't keep her attention very well. She's perfect as she is, and if she stays a non-reader, that's okay, too. But I would love to win her over to the printed page, and I'm including audiobooks and graphic novels in that notion. I feel like there has to be a novel out there for Jude because she has such specific interests, many of them YA adjacent. But since I'm not a YA reader myself, and since my bookshelf is mostly nonfiction, I'm probably missing the perfect Jude gift. Here are her favorite things in no order. Snoopy, summer camp, lazy rivers, camping and glamping. Nuns, positive portrayals. She was raised by nuns and loved them like family. Teen love, the 80s, communal living, positive portrayals, not Jonestown. Boarding school, in all caps. Positive portrayal. She loved boarding school. No bummers. She's very anti-bummer. Basically as close as you can get to a story with no conflict, or at least with great triumph over said conflict. Any reading level should be fine. I only mention YA because she seems like a fit for her interest. She's 54, but has roughly the spirit of a precocious 10-year-old. Suggestions for Jude Reads. Bria, what do you think? Well, I was thinking there is a graphic novel. 
called, I almost went graphic novel yes, for this. Called um, Dying is Easy, which is about a stand-up comic. Um, but it is a little dark. So oh, the Joe I Hill think, one? Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yes, it is a Joe Hill comic. Um, but I think that might be a little too dark for Jude. I'm going to go with... Um, well, Mallory took the one I wanted. I know. But- <laughs> I, knew you, I knew you wanted this, and I'm so sorry, but That's I had okay. to take it. That's okay. This doesn't fall into a lot of those categories, but I'm going to say the Simon, Simon Snow series by Rainbow Rowell. I'm going to say do it on audiobook. Um, it has some conflict, but it is very joyous. It's very fun. It has teen um, love. It has a lot of teen love. It has a boarding school. Um, man, I wish I had a la- Lazy River recommendation. I really was like, man, there what? must be there one. There has to be someone's lazy gonna river have, books. Carrie, someone's going to write in with a lazy river wreck, and uh, we will send that your way. But I think the Simon Snow, Snow series is fun and silly, but like ends up being like there is conflict, but you know it's going to be okay from the very yeah. beginning, which is nice. Um, what what about the what do you want to recommend, Mallory? I'm sorry, I stole this one. That's it's, fine. it's Camp by Elsie Rosen. You know how much we love this book. It is perfect for Jude. Jude, if you're listening, this is the perfect book for you. We got summer camp. We got glam. We got teen love. We got lots of joy and a very happy ending. Uh, I think Jude will become as obsessed with this book as we are. Also, if Jude gets an e-reader, she'll be able to use the open dyslexic font. Mm -hmm. And that might be really, really helpful. Um, But also, I'm sure this is great on audio. I didn't, I, I did this in print. I did not do this in audio. But I think this book is made for Jude. Uh, So that is Camp by Elsie Rosen. And mine is the Simon Snow series by Rainbow Rowell. You can send your recommendation request to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to support us and look extremely cool and bookish while you're doing so, you can uh, buy Reading Glasses tote bags and shirts and stickers and all other kinds of merch over at our Void Merch store. The link in the show notes for that. And if you want to support us for free, you're like, wow, I want to support Mallory and Bria, but I don't have any money to do that. That's totally fine. You can rate review us on whatever podcast app you listen to this podcast on. Um, Hopefully Apple Podcasts, because that's the big one. Uh, It's great for us. It helps us reach more readers and listeners and advertisers. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks Thanks for reading. reading.